Once upon a time, America's national pastime was baseball, followed closely by boxing. MMA was pretty huge for a while as well. Whatever happened to these top sports? Are they declining? Are they making a comeback? Today on Talking Sports with Tony V, that's what we're going to talk about. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talking Sports with Tony Ventrella. I'm one of your hosts, Rohit Rohila, and with me is the world-famous Mr. Tony Ventrella. Well, actually, I've been to other places in the world, but I wouldn't go with famous. Uh, <laughs> however, uh, there were great trips, and I have lots of friends in Seoul, Korea, and Nagano, Japan, and uh, all other places I've been as a sportscaster. Thank you, Rohit, and thank you all for listening. And yes, uh, I am passionate about uh, sports that used to be so popular that are gone and would like to explore with all of you the reasons why. And the first one that comes to mind is boxing. Uh, you do see some boxing. I got to give ESPN, ESPN2 credit. They do show some boxing. Uh, there are names that are not well known. But, but they're showing the sport. Now, MMA, of course, is, has uh, got a lot more exposure than boxing. But back at the time of, let's go back to the, to the war years, World War II, when Joe Lewis was champion for 11 straight years, I believe he held the title, most sports fans knew who the champions were, not only in the heavyweight division, but all the way down to flyweight, including me. I actually at one point knew who the flyweight champion was. I can't remember his name now, but it was a long time ago. <laughs> and so, uh, and, but, but, but there was, over the years, what happened was it became more exposed. Television did back in the 40s and 50s, the Friday night fights. Everyone would sit around the TV, black and white TV, watch the Friday night fights. Then they added the Wednesday night fights. And then when they got into the bigger names of, of the more recent years, 1970s, Muhammad Ali, George Foreman, Joe Frazier, then pay-per-view became enormous. And now pay-per-view, as far as name fighters go, that's the only place you can see them. And frankly, even the pay-per-view fighters don't have big names, in my opinion. So it has, I don't know, is it greed? What is it that has knocked this sport completely down. And now I will say this in the forties and fifties guys coming out of the service or people who for some reason couldn't get employment elsewhere, became fighters and became good at it and became big names. And there are a lot of great stories uh, of, of people that have done that, including uh, former champions of the world. Um, so that's what I want to talk about today. Boxing. We know where that went. It's not as popular as it was why it became too expensive to go see a fight. Baseball, I think, I'm afraid, is in danger of the same type of, uh, of future. One thing happened recently that I was very, very uh, excited about. When the Braves won the world championship over the Astros in six games recently, they had a parade through downtown Atlanta, and they closed the schools. And of the million and a half people in that parade, many of them were kids. Now, was that brilliant or what? For one day missing school, yeah. you expose all these kids to baseball and these heroes that they probably didn't even know about. Because why? Baseball is so expensive. Are you really going to take a family of four or five to more than one game a year? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's getting crazy. 
Uh, and so that could, the Mariners have, and don't, don't, I don't want to knock on our local team. The Mariners do have some pretty good deals. They've got these certain nights when you can sit in the third deck and for 10 bucks you get a ticket and this and that. That's all good, but I say expand it. Yeah. Do even more. And granted, the, the, uh, the economics are different than when I was a kid. And I want to always go back to when I was a kid because a lot of people that are my age, as, as Casey Stengel once said, a lot of people my age are, are dead which is an incredible statement. <laughs> but when you think about it, and we're not insulting anyone that's old, we're just saying that lots of folks don't have the, the memories that I have. But there was a time, as a kid growing up, a 12 or 13-year-old, you could get on a bus in Connecticut for a dollar, go down to Yankee Stadium and watch the Yankees, sit in the third deck and watch the Yankees play, back when Mickey Mantle was playing, for a dollar. And that got a hot dog, a program, and a drink, and the ticket. Now, granted, it was different in those days. The average salary was $4,000 a year. And the Yankees could apparently afford to do that. Those seats were going to be empty anyway. Well, what about Mariner games? Yeah. Most games during the year, unless it's the last game, you know, where they still had a chance to make the playoffs in 45,000 came, most of them were 15,000, 11, 12, 13,000. How about teams like Miami that draws 7,000 a game? Tampa Bay Bucks. World Series champions two years ago, drawing less than 10,000 for home games. Why not give away some of those seats and expose that sport to the kids? That's all I'm saying. Uh, these are marketing ideas that I don't think take a genius because I'm coming up with them. So they can't, they clearly, <laughs> don't take, so that's, a, and, and maybe you do that with boxing as well. I don't know. I don't know how to bring back boxing. And you can't say it's because of brutality because MMA is far more brutal than boxing, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, now let me ask you about that because I know you're a fan of, of, of pro wrestling, which I think is cool, but we know that a lot of that is entertainment. Mm -hmm. A good portion of it is entertainment. You need to be an athlete, but you also need to be an entertainer to do that. And that's why that's bigger probably than boxing and MMA put together. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. And it's... It's different because when, when I think about boxing, you know, maybe the last person that I, th I think the, the public knew was Evander Holyfield, maybe. Correct. And, and after that, you know, you, you have, I, I couldn't name a single boxer after him. Uh, I, I know him, uh, George Foreman, Tyson, uh, Merriweather, you know, there, there's uh, Pacquiao, there's, there's a couple that, that you can name. Sure. But household names or, you know, the, the big boxing matches on TV, those don't exist anymore. And entertainment has changed itself. Whereas before you, you had your, you know, Friday night fights or, or something along those lines where people were getting exposed to these athletes, to these sports that, you know, growing up, for example, I was a Mariners fan, hands down. But my second team was the Braves. Only because on TBS, they showed the Braves all the time. That's true. So that was the only other team, aside from the Mariners, that I was exposed to. Yeah. And they were America's team, is, is what they were called. And it's simply because they were on TV, I had that exposure. And so now, if you don't have that exposure, you're not in the public eye anymore. People are going to forget you exist. That's true. And hey, plus the print media. And, you know, for a lot of, of, of sound reasons, the print media... Uh, is just not very popular anymore. Some people clearly 
clear as I'm one of them, believe in climate change. We need to do all we can to save as many trees as we can. But having said that, it's killed the newspaper business. That's not what killed the business because people want to save trees. What killed the newspaper business is that people want to save money. And the people that are buying multiple newspapers are not buying them so that they can give you uh, last night's uh, uh, results from Madison Square Garden or from uh, Garden Square Arena or whatever it's called in Indianapolis. I'm sure it has a corporate name now. But at any rate, uh, uh, they, are, they are doing the shows and the, and the uh, print media, what's left of it, to make whatever profit they can. And to make that profit, you got to cut staff. And when you cut staff, you're getting rid of the writers that write the great stories that draw people into the business. Ring Magazine was huge all the way up until about the 1990s. And was that a boxing center? Ring Magazine, I believe it still exists today. But if you were the Ring Fighter of the Month, that was huge. I've got Ring Magazines, by the way, that go all the way back to 1947, which is cool. They're worth absolutely nothing to anybody but me. But it was big to get your picture on the front of Ring Magazine. And they would tell you all about the Joe Lewis's of the day and uh, whoever else, the Rocky Marciano and uh, the fighters that came up from nothing. Uh, Jimmy Braddock, one of the great stories of all time. In fact, there's a movie called Cinderella Man uh, about Jimmy Braddock. Here's a guy who, uh, who was, uh, couldn't get a job during the Depression. Literally had to take his kids and send them off to his in-laws to live because he couldn't afford to feed his kids. He was a fighter, but he was what they called a middle-of-the-road fighter in those days. He wasn't that great. But some trainer believed in him and said, you know, Jimmy, I can get you a couple of fights. Why don't you come back to the gym? You're desperate. You can't find a job. You got to do something. Well, he goes back to the gym and he trains and he ends up winning the heavyweight championship of the world. And therefore, the name Cinderella Man. And he went on to lose to Joe Lewis, long story short. But the point is, he was a hero of the depression years because he was a guy who came up from literally nothing. So was Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis was another one. Uh, Marciano from Massachusetts, the, the Brockton blockbuster, the only undefeated heavyweight champion of the world, was a household word. Everybody knew who that was. But then when it became too expensive to keep those magazines alive, and when you were no longer going to a fight for five bucks, the attendance shrunk and the income shrunk. And then, of course, there were always a few people that were crooked in that business. And people lost interest and it went down to where it is today. And you, I can't tell you the name of one boxer today. Now, now, don't get me wrong. MMA has huge fans. And there are a lot of people that can tell you the names of all the champions. But uh, it's still, it's not as big as it was. And I'm, I'm afraid that if baseball doesn't realize that it is a sport of tomorrow, not just of yesterday, it could fall to the same result. You got to get the kids out there and get them excited about baseball. Yeah. And, um, and how do you do it? You get them into the stadium and you get them in for nothing once a year, maybe even maybe at the end of, um, or the beginning of school every year, I'm sorry, at the end of school in June, every year, the Mariners and other teams around the league should have a school day. 30, 60,000 school kids come to the ballpark for nothing. And I'm sure the management's going, oh my God, get this guy's podcast and get rid of it. <laughs> this, this is killing us. Guy off the air. But no, how do you excite kids about the game unless you show them a game? Yeah, and not absolutely. not just on television. 
Yeah. I mean, I became a Braves fan because of it. Yeah. Because of that exposure. And I, you know, in, in a way, I think what that would do for the athletes themselves would be phenomenal. Yeah. Because, and, and this is something you and I have spoken about and something that we'll address in a future episode. But if you take a look at the people who are sitting behind the plate at baseball games, these are all corporate seats. Sure. You don't have people who are excited. They're just on their phone the whole time or having business meetings. And me as a fan, that's the only thing that I'm seeing. Yeah. I'm not seeing the person in the nosebleeds who's walking around, uh, you know, with, with a $10 popcorn, Exactly. who is yelling <laughs> at, you know, whoever to, you know, get a strike or something. But yeah, absolutely. You don't have that same exposure. Yeah. Just, I mean, and so why not one or two games a year? Now, the, the uh, management's really going to go nuts when I say this, because those seats are $250 each. But why not put some kids that, that don't necessarily belong to families of, you know, that, that have wealth, just put some kids in that section. Yeah. Put them in there. Put them back there. Let, let, let the image be shown. Ooh, kids watching baseball and excited about it. Now, tell them they can't look at their phones during the game, though. You got to do that. <laughs> put your phone down. But anyway, there's, that's just the way it is. I mean... Um, and people love, and believe me, a lot of kids came to Mariner games late in the season with their parents, and good for them. Expose them to this team when things get excited. I can tell you, you can go down the line and talk to any Mariner player who witnessed the, 19, uh, the, 19, the 2021 season, especially that last couple-week run when it came down to the last day of the year with a chance to make the playoffs. Every player in that dugout, I'm sure, had goosebumps. Look at, look at uh, Kyle Seeger. Yeah. who will no longer be with the team after 10 years. There were real teardrops in his eyes. Yes, because of his 10 years, but also because of look at all these people. Yeah. That they all appreciate what I've done. Thank goodness. Why do you do that? You do, you do a sport like that because you have great talent, and it's for you, but it's also for them. And when they appreciate you, you're getting even more out of it than you did the last time you had a home run. So... Uh, there is a great connection and I don't want the Mariners or any other baseball team to lose that because of dollar signs. Uh, and speaking of dollar signs, it's going to take a few dollars to make them a champion. It's all, that's part of the, and the management would argue that with me. And they'd go, well, look, we need, we need the money that comes from these corporate seats and from the advertisers so that we can create a championship team, which will then create fans. And I'm going, that's fine, but you need to look at doing it both ways. Yeah, it's a little bit of uh, what came first, chicken or the egg or, or cart yeah, before the horse type of thing. You can't only cater to the current fan base. And I think that's where baseball started going wrong was they, in a sense, abandoned their current uh, fan base and started focusing on the younger generation, trying to speed up the game when, yeah, baseball is a slow game. But there are certain things that they have done that I don't agree with. For example, the the ghost runner on second base oh, and extra yeah, innings. Yeah, yeah. Why would you take your most exciting part of the of the past three hours and try to get it over with as soon as possible? It's mm-hmm. not even fun to watch anymore. No. And I remember some of those. I mean, I oh boy, do I remember uh, as a Mariners fan staying up all night long listening to an 18 inning baseball game when I had school the next day and my mom's yelling at me, go to sleep. And I'm like, Oh, I'm already sleeping, but secretly I've got my little radio (laughs) and that's what it was about. And then going to school the next day to talk about it. Sure. Now it's wow. Do you see the game? It went in extra innings. Yeah. It finished in the 10th. 
yeah. one inning at the most or something like that. Yeah. And it's almost an automatic run these days. Well, they're trying everything they can except our suggestion, which is to expose the kids to the ballpark more often when it doesn't cost 120 bucks to bring your two kids to the game. Yeah. Uh, not that people don't have the money and are willing to spend it. I'm not, I'm not targeting people with money, believe me. I am, I am appealing to the major leagues to expose this sport to kids because it's a wonderful, wonderful sport. And yes, it does involve some patience. The other thing that threw me uh, is the emphasis by, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get on the play-by-play people on this one, and even the color commentators. Because, say, for example, Mariners down two runs, bottom of the ninth inning, they have a man on base. Up comes Mitch Haniger. And the broadcasters will tell you how many times he's homered with a man on base. I'm thinking, okay, so is that the only solution to this, is a home run? Mm-hmm. What, about he, what about he drives that runner in and gets himself on second base? And the next guy, bring, what about the strategy of this game? Now, granted, in that case, you probably wouldn't sacrifice bunt, but, you know, what about things like that? The, and I've seen some beautiful sacrifice bunts this year. I thought people forgot how to bunt, but apparently they still know how. But get the kids involved in the, in the details of the game. It's not all about strikeouts and home runs. Um, the other thing is, too, that why, why are strikeouts uh, breaking records? In recent years, because everyone's trying to hit a home run. <laughs> yeah, it's all or nothing. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, and you got you need some patience up there, and uh, there needs to be more and more of that. So there is a way to save the game. It's the greatest game ever. It's still my favorite. Baseball is my is the national pastime, in my opinion. Uh, but anyway, the point is, uh, I think they'll see, they'll they'll save it because it needs to be saved. It's a it's a wonderful sport, and I hope. Now, granted, obviously the Mariners come back and win a World Series in 2022, you're suddenly going to have new fans that mm-hmm. you haven't seen before. And that's good too. But yeah. let's grow it from both sides. Now, with with these two sports, the the payoff isn't towards until towards the end. So with baseball, you've got to go through the first eight innings to get to the ninth. With boxing, you know, you have to go through the first few rounds where the exciting stuff happens towards the end. With other sports, it's you can really get that back and forth going. You you see it in football and you see it in basketball. Do you think that has played a factor in the decline of the other two sports? Well, no, no, I don't because then here's why. Because in boxing, you can have, I'm sure if I go back and look at my ring magazines, can come up with another number of fights that went 10-round decisions or where someone was knocked out in the 11th or in the 15th back in the day when they went 15 rounds. But each, well, I'll give you an example. There were three fights between Ali and Frazier. They were classics. All three of them were. At the end of their last fight, the third fight, I remember both of them. Ali, in fact, said to Howard Cosell, whoever it was who was carrying the fight, this is the closest to death I've been. So the point is, it's, it's give and take a lot of times throughout all of those uh, events. Uh, so I don't think that's it. But we'll come up with a solution next time we talk about this. I guarantee it. <laughs> well, Tony, thank you very much for, for this exciting episode. And I was able to verify the ring started in 1922. This is their 99th year. Wow. And they're still in existence. Uh, if you would like to subscribe to Ring Magazine, you can do it both digitally and on paper uh, at ringtv.com. They are not promoting this podcast, but Ring TV, if you want to hear yourself more on air, reach out to us. We'd be happy to have you on. I love it. Great. 
This has been another episode of Talking Sports with Tony V.